Hello and welcome to the Bones Horror Podcast. This is episode 98, The Nun, and I'm getting some echo, one of you. Um, okay. <laughs> We're back! <laughs> Happy New Year! So we've been off for two months, so literally my fault most of the time, I think majority of the time. Um, I was so busy um, living a life... Um, Right, I'm just going to mute you for a minute, Larry. It's very confusing on my end. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so we had uh, a few weeks off. A few weeks, what, six weeks, seven weeks? Yeah, I'm muted. Can you all hear Hi. me still? Yeah. Is this all, yeah. all going tits up, is it? So, yeah, we've had a few what? weeks I, off. I don't get it. I don't get it. Am I missing something? Am I missing something? Is it no, going I'm, fucked up for me? It, I, I was echoing, Larry, and it's quite hard to kind of talk it might be because yeah, we sort of I've turned it, it down yeah because like, i think we sorted it out by muting larry and then when you unmuted it it stopped echoing so maybe we do that a few times during the podcast and hopefully we, that, that midway for a sentence just like yeah it means that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay now it's all good so apologies if you're listening at home um yeah so we, we've had a few weeks off um my fault uh, we were going to do lots of christmas films and I still watch lots of Christmas horror films, but it was just it was just too manic. I've been working near Oxford a lot and in Salisbury, um, so I've been all over the place. So I needed a break, but we are back. Um, so what did I do? Did I talk to you about meeting a singer? Oh, that's interesting. No, you haven't. No. Okay. So once upon a time we did a film called Titan. Titan, wasn't it? Titan. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's a there's a song in that called The Lighthouse or Lighthouse. Um by uh, what were they called again? <laughs> All right, they plug. were good plug. They <laughs> are well, well the thing is that they were amazing as well. So they were called, they were called oh god, my life's so bad at the moment. I can't concentrate, <laughs> I cannot do anything what is what is the point of being me <laughs> i don't know so i met future islands okay so the right. singer sam you know future islands right? so anyway so i was working at the university and they parked the buses outside the, the uh, guild hall there and in the morning i've just been for a for a hot sausage as i do in the morning and there he was the singer outside so I got chatting to him about bits and pieces. Massive fan of the podcast, obviously. And uh, I didn't have tickets, so he put me on the guest list. Nice. So uh, so me and my oldest son, Ollie, we went and watched uh, Future Islands, which was an amazing night. And it's certainly a hell of a show. And that guy can sing and, and dance and do everything. And it was absolutely superb. So, And I hadn't really listened to much of them before watching the Titan Titan movie. So I thought that was really nice. And uh, thank you, Sam. Hope you're listening tonight. Amazing stuff. Um, what else? And that, that's about it, really. Watching my team lose at football constantly. Um, getting banned from football for free matches. That's another story for another day. Um, yeah, just been quite interesting. Nice Christmas. So you guys, as I'm unable to speak very well tonight, maybe it's... Your turn, Jess. 
Oh no. I don't know where we left off. Like, I mean, I've been at my new job for a while now. That's been yep. Um, yeah, I just had a really chilled Christmas. But, oh, we got to go on a new cruise ship for one night. That was amazing. I um, saw that ship. Yeah. Yeah, got, it was huge. Got dressed up and um, went to a silent disco with the rest of my colleagues. Um, <laughs> drunk far too much and then had to get up and get off the ship in the morning to go back to work. So, yeah, it was really nice. Good. Why is Paul crackling young? Nice. Uh, <laughs> so, well, so, I mean, the audience doesn't know what's going on now. Basically, Lauren no. said he, he thought the noise was a bit crackling on his end, and for no reason at yeah. all, I just said pork crackling yum. <laughs> so, so yeah. I have got some. Uh, what the fuck? How, what? Pork, <laughs> pork crackling. These are chili naga ones, so they're very, very spicy. Um, how how do you have them on hand just as oh, soon as like, the way, what? what this podcast is about and people forget that. i know i couldn't remember the name of a band but it's all about preparation guys <laughs> it's like foresight like, foresight all about Well, you foresight. just ran out for a bit and got the pork crackling and then ran back, <laughs> and ran back inside this is just a recording yeah. <laughs> and pauses yeah. it just like oh it's like sort of poo or something <laughs> <laughs> i mean he's also got a tortoise to hand so so yeah, oh, yeah, in the background, I see, I did see, I did, I did well, wonder my, what was in there. My, I just thought my, it was a cage. No, I, it's a bit annoying, really, because my son, my youngest son, he he had a tortoise, and then he didn't, he gave up looking after it. So he went to my middle son Alex, and he kind of gave up because he's. I like the tortoise, but he's not. It's a bit boring. I would have thought. <laughs> um, so in the end, he's come, he's come in with me, and he's he's uh, he's happy as Larry now. I've put him to sleep, so he's he's not. Jumping you about there and yeah, he's, um, but yeah, he's he's great. Well, I'll, I'll get him out one day, but um, the tortoise, and you can, yeah, you can meet him. Gonny, his name is. Nice. I'm getting echo again. So, um, what have you been up to, Ewan? Oh, Larry sorts himself out. <laughs> um, I have I, not I... changed a thing. I do not get this. They just. <laughs> <laughs> I think I sorted it out. That's all um, out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, I've been doing the usual thing. Um, so I've been going to more and more uh, press screenings because um, uh, Oscar season's coming. So I've been going to more and more films. It's weird, though, because you often... In my job, I, I, I'm, I'm obviously very privileged to be doing what I'm doing. But occasionally it's... it's um, it, 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 Occasionally it's really weird when you sort of like... Because I went to a screening recently, a screening of... Um, Steven Spielberg's new film, but there was also a, a screening in the op in the other screening room of um, Nolly, which is a new TV drama by Russell T Davis um, and starring Helena Bonham Carter. Um, and so, as I arrived to the venue, um, this car was trying to get past me, um, and I, I looked in the window, and in the window was Helena Bonham Carter. I was like, oh, "Fuck, okay." And then I was just like, "Okay, I'll go go first. And oh, then, wow. But it's again, it's these these instances which are it's like, oh, it's it's a, a really well known, really famous actress that's just there, and it's a really mundane thing. And then later on, as I was sort of waiting for the film to start, sort of in the lobby area, um, Russell C. Davis, as you know, very tall man, just sort of passed by. I was like, like in my head, I was just like, you're one of my heroes, and I don't know what I don't know what I'm I don't know what to do. I'm just sitting here, and you're just like walking past. I mean, obviously, it's not it's not really polite to sort of go up and say. 
I love you. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just there. But um, but no, but yeah, so it's quite it's quite fun just to be back in the back in the swing of it. Um and I'm enjoying myself, so yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's nice. It's good to be back, isn't it? Yeah. Good to be back out there. I found that I had a couple of weeks off at Christmas and it was kind of nice to get back out there. But I am traveling 110 miles round trip every day now, so it's not great in some ways. So Larry. Uh yeah, no, good Christmas. Um still still working. Um all good on that. And then I finally sorted out my PlayStation 5. Ooh, which is which so now I've got both the consoles together. Um and I've, your Series it, X as well. Yeah, yeah, both of them right next to each other. Nice. Um but the the when I was picking it up the bundle that they did, they they didn't just do any of it by itself. But the one I got came with the new God of War. So I'm looking yep. very looking forward to, to giving that a go. Okay. Um and I'm gonna replay all of The Last of Us um on it because uh, you have to. Um and especially yeah. with the series coming out. Well, sorry, series that's out. Are you, are you, have um, you got are you getting the, the remake or are you just playing it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, tell me how I'm that is, because I haven't got it, but I have, um, I'm interested. Yeah. In well, because I did the whole PlayStation Plus thing, um, mm. and you can, like, play the remake. Like, it's weird, because one's called the remake, and one's called the remastered. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And the remastered is the PlayStation 4 copy that That's came. That's the one I've done. Which is yeah. free. But yeah. I'm going to get the PlayStation 5 one, which is the mm. remake. Yeah, the Last of Us Part 1, isn't it? So it's, yeah, it's yeah, Last movie. of Us Part uh, last of us part one and then in like brackets it's like remake so right. that's the one that i'm gonna do yeah and then i'll do the last of us two again oh, yeah but yeah that that's basically it like you know not not too much watched like quite a lot of stuff obviously um we've only got cool. an hour though haven't before. we we've only got an hour tonight because roughly because you've got to go and yeah. eat is that right mary <laughs> Yes, yeah. the many, the many normal things of human nature. <laughs> <laughs> you have to feed, Lawrence. Oh, you have to feed at nine p.m. I have to feed. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go, the nun, our episode ninety-eight. A priest with a haunted past and a novice on the threshold of her final vows are sent by the Vatican to investigate the death of a young nun in Romania. 2018's The Nun. Directed by Colin Hardy. Um, the only film I think I've seen is The Hallow, is it? Um, which is a British movie. I, I ha I'm sure I've seen it. But I'm going to watch it again. So, But that got really good kind of reviews and things. Um, it starred... Hang on. This echo's getting bad. Tysophomia <laughs> <laughs> as Sister Irene, Damien Bursher as Father Burke, Jonas Blaquette as Frenchie, and Bonnie Adams as Falak the Nun. Budget of 22 million and a box office of 365 million. Rotten Tomatoes, what are we thinking? Shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I reckon it'll. I, I actually don't think many people actually like this film, or at least not as much as like The Conjuring's. So I, I reckon well, it's going to be in the 40s. Now I'm echoing. 
Forties. It was a big echo there. Um, um, I swear it wasn't me. Please don't kick me out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'd agree. I'd say just a bit lower. It's not you. It's not you. Oh, that help. I'd no. say about 50. I'm going to go just a bit lower. 25. Oh, yeah. that's bad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad terrible. people see sense. Yeah. Oh, we lost all our... We had a couple of viewers a minute ago. We lost them due to my, my stumbling and and uh, echoing and everything else. So, I don't really... I, I watched this twice over Christmas, and I, I'll tell you the story. Um, I watched it the first time, and it bored me. The second time, I had about six pints, <laughs> and, it was, and it was amazing. I had so much fun with it, and I can highly recommend to anyone, four points, five points in, it becomes a lot more interesting and actually quite funny. I can see that. I can see yeah. that. But I, yeah. but it should, it should be a requirement, though, is it? It, should, it, it shouldn't should be, be a requirement, because like... <laughs> if you're in the cinema, you'd spend half the time in the toilet, wouldn't you? Is that, is that going to be the new sort of rating by the BBFC? It's going to be you, you have to have six pints before you. I mean, there's two ratings. Recommend, recommended six to eight <laughs> pints. I think if I had five pints, I'd probably enjoy Swamp Ape. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're related. I can't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 100 Swamp Ape. Two. <laughs> So, can we just want to remake it? Because it, I, I enjoyed it the second time, and having six pints, or it was Christmas, you know, probably over. A, it wasn't like I had six pints in half hour. It was over a, a period of time, um, probably two hours. But um, it, it was, it was okay. So I've written down three things that kind of annoy me a bit, and then after six pints, it was quite interesting. So. The jump scares was absolutely continuous. They tried to anyway. So that's kind of what I got from it. It was literally setting up the next jump scare after jump scare after jump scare. And it didn't have to be the nun. It was what, whatever. Um, the kind of thing with the bells done way, didn't How they set that up. And then obviously he managed to be buried underground instantly. And the blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. Yeah, blood of Jesus. I, I mean, <laughs> I, what, what I found interesting about this film is that it's the blood of Jesus. It, it's it's trying to um, sort of stitch together various other sort of subgenres within horror, right? Or that, or at least the sort of you got sort of or sort of classic horror in some ways so i mean like the the sort of castle they go to is very sort of dracula very sort of um uh, nosferatu sort of like as, as set up and everything and then you've got the nuns who are sort of scaring themselves and it's in a church and you've got buried underground which is another sort of tropey thing um and it's sort of that's kind of what it felt to me in some ways it just felt a bit like a sort of frankenstein's monster of better horror or scraps of better horror movies um and it lazy. just yeah I, I think it was lazy and mm. i thought there were i mean there is there there's so many things where it was just like i i i don't understand why this thing led led to this thing so for example at the beginning 
um, when they're trying to sort of gather the team to go to this church, which is um, uh, possessed by a demon, uh, their choice is a is a nun who's not quite sure whether what she wants to be a nun. Played by Teresa Farmiga, um, the sister of yeah and yeah. she's like because she because she like starts off like teaching the kids science and stuff like that and you can clearly see there's doubt in her mind and you know the process of the movie is the sort of is her like getting away from doubt and becoming like full-on religious i don't understand why they picked her that there was that this weird backstory where she was like involved in something but it, it didn't really um i thought she was quite good though like, I, I didn't mind her at all I don't know. I, I, I the thing is with Tysa uh, Famiga is that I quite enjoyed her in the first season of American Horror Story. Yeah, um, that was really yeah, where she grew, isn't she? Yeah, and that, but here I, I thought she was quite con like um, contrary to American Horror Story. Here she was, I don't know. She felt a bit plain and a bit nice and a bit innocent to me. There was nothing sort of like. I don't know. There's no edge to her, and I, I and I felt I just felt like she wasn't that interesting, and she and equally she didn't give that interesting a performance. I think. I mean, she could scream. That's good, um, and she could do. You know, she could say lines in a certain way, but, and that that you know. But it, I, I just I, I don't know. I didn't really find her that interesting in this. Mm. I agree. Oh, she was a nun. Though. I think she could have given. She could have given. It's such a shame. <laughs> is all I'll say. It's a shame with all of this fucking franchise. <laughs> but the bot it, it had twenty two million budget, and it did a box office of three hundred and sixty five million. Because the producers know what I they're feel, doing. Yeah, I feel like that is they are like again. Don't get me wrong. They are they're smart in that they clearly know that there's an audience for it, and people like me. At the end of the day. Well, no, yeah. but at the end of the day, it's it's not the fact how they're putting it out there and being like, let's continue it. I think for me, it's just the quality of them. Like yeah. they really do just sit down. It feels like someone sits down for a day and goes like, what, what's next? And someone goes, ah, uh, there was a nun in the last one. Let, let's fucking milk it. And it's like, right, give me, give me seven hours. I'll have something. And then they look at it and they go, that's ah, great. It's yeah. Great. And it's, it's they're a making the second one. They're making it right yeah. now because the first one did really well, and mm. and I'll tell you, the, I mean, the reason why it yeah. did the the nun did really well is because they obviously built it, but built up a character in the other so Conjuring Two. That was like the one of the more remarkable things about that movie in terms of like, you know, there was like a fan base for the nun and like everyone wanted to see more of the nun, which is you know yeah. totally what they planned. And then they put it into um Annabelle creation. And so oh yeah, there's the nun, there's a the nun. And then obviously the nun. And then everyone's like, oh cool, there's a new film about the nun. And they go and see the nun and it's shit. <laughs> um and it's I agree. Of... But she was she was some of the well the conjuring two, I think that was the best thing about it. Yeah, yeah, I, and I, I would agree, and I, I think that's kind of missing from this. Um, I also just didn't like, like, like that they sort of try and like. I, I think they've done this before. I, I can't remember. It might have been with the first Annabelle um, movie um, instead of the second one, but it's kind of like the, the the backstory to the nun is just that she's a demon. And there's there's not really an origin story there. It's just a, another story involving the nun and. Even worse was that the the kind of backstory that they try to build throughout the film, uh, 
is it is it too strong to say it was horseshit? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with horseshit. Oh, I would go ho- horseshit. I'd go further. I, yeah. No. Because <laughs> firstly, because firstly, there's there's sort of there's sort of two um a sort of points in the backstory behind the nun. Firstly, that sort of um Christian knights came in during the Crusades, I think, which is kind of problematic in that itself. Knights but anyway, Templar stuff was it? Yeah. <laughs> So they well, that's sealed cool. up. Really, really quickly, just just yeah. to add on what you said earlier, that whole thing then plays into a complete, for me anyway, to- tonal shift, where they're like exploring, like almost like, dare I say, like Tomb Raider or Indiana Jones sort of thing, which yeah. I yeah. feel like this film wanted to cover its ground on, like we have a bit of this, we have a bit of this, and I don't know, I feel like a simple, a simpler plot. That was just yeah. like let's have fun with it, but it's but so also complicated. It, but also it's 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 also weird because obviously, um, I mean the Christian the, so the Christian knights they get to this place where it's like God ends here. It's sort of like a I don't know the the church basement <laughs> essentially. It's like there, and it's kind of being a bit sort of Dante's Inferno. So you know, sort of abandon the hope, all all ye who enter here kind of situations. So they're sort of like trying to build up. They build up through in the entire movie how scary this this place will be. Turns out it's not that scary. I mean, the scariest bit in it was actually a clip that was used in the trailer. So everyone by that point who wanted to see the movie had already seen the scariest scene in the movie, which was, which was when she's sort of following her from behind and it's sort of, and then there's the jump scare where the other nun on, on the left, like suddenly jumps out and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, so the, the Christian knights seal up the sort of whatever it is, the sort of chasm that unleashed the demon that was there. And that sort of put a stop to it. And the only way to sort of stop it was like through the blood of Jesus. Ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Uh, so they seal it up, and then <laughs> I mean, the bit that was really I, I could kind of accept the Christian knights thing because it's all it's all in the sort of you know the strand of you know religion and and ghosts and theology and stuff like that. Fine, whatever, Christian knights, but then this somehow this sacred seal that's been like you know done over by the blood of Christ and everything like that is somehow broken by bombs during the second world war i mean that was that that was that was ridiculous that was ridiculous i mean they were just they were just trying to sort of like i don't know i, I feel like they were trying to sort of um come up with a reason why the demons haunting the church at that period of time and so they think okay we need to do something about the second world war cuz second world war is really really close to 1952 or whatever it was um and it was just, you kind of watch it and you're just like, this is, it's really, I mean, it's, it's further than jumping the shark. It's just sort of, I, I don't know what I'm watching. It's not even like it, fun. It goes into that. again, but it goes into <laughs> it again. It, it, it goes into it again that I really do think that with these films, they know that they'll have an audience. So they just come up with it on the spot, write it in, and no one sits there and goes, should, should we make it make sense and someone just goes like don't worry about it like they'll see it and then people go and see it it makes a ton of money and then they're like great we're confirmed for a sequel yeah and it's just it's such you know in it like with these whole cameos about all of these films it is attuned to like the marvel cinematic universe where it's like oh look i'm watching Winter Soldier and there's Captain America. He showed up for a scene. Can't wait yeah, for his yeah, film. Exactly. And it's just and there's, ongoing. And, and and there is that thing where they it's almost like they were making sort of they they did a they were almost like they were building a story 
which wasn't connected to the conjuring at all and then they just added bits which were the conjuring so you see often i mean even with um uh, annabelle creation which I, which is a film i quite liked um they just they just at the end they just they just tie everything as if it was like oh, oh yeah. yeah we actually have to connect it somehow <laughs> yeah it's just like weird you, writing what are your thoughts on the james one and blumhouse I'm I'm, 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 I'm fine with it. I don't know, Lawrence. What do you think? What about are we going to end up with then? I'm just, I'm I'm just bored of it. Like James Wan recently <laughs> did this film. Obviously, I don't know if any of you have seen it, but obviously Megan, which yeah, I have not been and seen it yet. I, no, so I, I I do want to see it, but the reason I want to see it is because you can tell that James Wan has sat down and been like, you know what? I just want to make a, a good, fun horror film. And you watch the trailer and you're like, I know this is not going to be a 10 out of 10. Like, yeah. I was blown away. But it uh, looks... And even just the effects of Megan, like, you know, how they did the whole... Like, you know, they've got an actress in there who's doing all the body movements and there's a separate actress who does the voice and the prosthetics and everything. But it's, again... You can tell it's it kind of reminds me of when I first saw the original, like very first Insidious. Now, I, again, I'm the same with that film. I do not think it's a great film, but I think for the time it was actually quite like just a fun new like, oh, God, they're doing ghosts in a in a new, unique way with this whole conjuring multiverse bullshit. I'm just bored of it now. And pe there are people still out there who are like, oh, my God. Can you believe that we're getting the nun too? And it's like I really fucking don't give a shit. Like yeah. I am one of those like, people. I, I personally, I can't wait for. Nun I two. don't know why. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't well, wait. Also... And then nun three, and then the nun <laughs> no. TV series. Or, yeah, the also... nun, the nun dead reckoning. <laughs> also, I think I think I, I, I think Megan is or Megan three or. M3 gun or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, whatever. I, I it two like. in a couple of years. I, I I don't think it's directed by James. Well, I think it's just produced by James. No, he, no, um, yeah, he 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 came up with the story, right? Yeah, and then someone else is. I think he worked with somebody. I don't think he's a lead writer, but apparently him, it's more like, of he's... a yeah. Apparently it's more of a satire. I haven't seen it, but apparently it's more of a yeah. satire than a horror movie. According to critics, yeah, that's but that's why I'm interested because you can tell he sat down and gone. I've got a really cool, just one-off, simple idea. Let's focus all my attention on it. And I have to admit, like when I first saw the poster, I was like, "Oh fucking hell, here we go." But then you actually watch the trailers, and it's like, "No, actually, it looks like it looks a bit good. of fun." Whereas, my, my, whereas my all these these other linked it. films just look a bit. Yeah, yeah no, I'd, I'd, I'd be interested to see it. So, but what you didn't like? What you didn't no, like? It? No, he's got no taste. So. Um, <laughs> although it is but, interesting how, how a lot of these um it was a similar thing happened with wednesday where if you have a yeah. um a sort of horror or sort of or, or in that sort of vein where there's a dance um scene in it um that becomes really popular on tiktok and so people automatically don't really want to see it and it grows yeah, the audience so you, you really wonder if that's that a new series. if that's a new trope if that's a new I, I quite like wednesday actually no but, but I... this is the thing this is the thing it's well <laughs> done and it's like really well acted and like i actually think like you know there's potential there but what you just said it per, like personally I, you will ask anybody and go hey did you like that series and they're like oh my god the, the wednesday dance and i really ship this person it's just like Fuck yeah, off. Yeah. Like it used to be like I love the old yeah. Adams family like films where they were just about like showcasing that and 
I don't know. You said it perfectly. Like once mm. you have a trend, people yeah, yeah, just exactly. will pick up on that. Like I see yeah. that dance, whether it you YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, you have somebody who's gone out and bought the dress, has done their hair like <laughs> yeah, it, and yeah. then they start going, <laughs> and you're yeah. just like, great. <laughs> Chested. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually didn't know that. Oh my yeah. god! No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I actually. Oh, but, okay. Oh. <laughs> I felt there was like an urge of like surprise, but also like oh. feeling oh. terrible at that same point. I love at that point. She just went back and just opened the cupboard, and it was like a full Wednesday. Game yeah, only <laughs> there, like deleting the TikTok, like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. let, let's uh, get Jess's views on this before we wrap wrap this part of it up. Um, uh, I quite like the film. Well, I completely agree, but see, it feels quite lazy and just a quick way to continue making money out of this series. It's just gone kind of on for too long. Um, I think it's shot well. There's some scenes I really like in it, especially um, when they're all praying. And then she goes and opens the door and they're like, what other nuns? And she turns around and there's no one else there and the body's been there for a really long time. And I thought that was a really good scene. Um, and oh, there's certain things that I like it that are quite stereotypical that some people probably hate, but I really like. So when he opens the door and he's left her body in that like, room and her body's sitting up and he's like, that's not how I left her. And it's just so like... Oh, it's just one of those things, but I loved it. <laughs> what do you think of Frenchie? Was he French? What was I can't I couldn't oh, get my yeah. head around his accent. He's kind of like Bruce Campbell in a way, isn't he? It's sort of yeah. like a sketch of Bruce Campbell. Mm. It was an odd I quite liked him, but I just couldn't get my head around the accent or what he was or what he was doing. I also so, sorry to j jump it, but I did I, I really didn't like that there was a line that he said um towards the end. When um, uh, Tisa Famiga's character basically says, oh, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a nun. It's gonna be great," um, and uh, he basically said, "Well, he didn't say it, he didn't say it like this, but the subtext was, oh, it's a shame I don't get to fuck you anymore at all.' <laughs> there was like there was like that kind of vibe to it, where it was like, oh, it's a shame, you know, I, you know, we could have had sex, and I'm just like." That's just a bit, you know. It's sort of played for laughs, and it's not. It's not meant to be taken too seriously. But it's just like, mm, uh. yeah. <laughs> I was weird. just about to say, like, you know, you remember when they say, like, oh yeah, only include like when you're shooting something, like what is important to the plot, or like, you know, I mean, that must have been desperately important to the plot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <in> <laughs> I, I did go to the cinema um, with Jess's granddad to watch this. Um, and he'd not seen any of the Conjuring series at that point. And he said, uh, that was all right, Kev. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was bad. He didn't really ever mention it again. And he hasn't he hasn't wanted to go to a horror film with me again since. So, uh, <laughs> That's a common theme I've noticed with, with people, yeah. you know. That's with your, with yeah. your spouse. Or, or, it's just... so my, my wife will never... Well, I've taken her to see... I think I've said it on the podcast before... Um, I went to see this nice new independent film that she may enjoy. It's called Saw. So she didn't she didn't like that too much. And we Same went to see the as well. <laughs> we went to see the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. She didn't like that either. <laughs> um, there have been a few. I went I took her to see Resident Evil. She didn't like that. <laughs> or, or did I? Um, 
Um, there's there's been a few. Now she just refuses to go. So um, unless it's Star Wars or something, you know, then she that'd be it. I'd be the, you I'll might take... have luck with uh, Evil Dead Rise. No, she won't go. I'll take <laughs> Jess to see that. I think there's no there's no way, no way. <laughs> or even you know she she won't even watch that Evil Dead. You know the good version you put me on to, Larry. Larry. So uh, she won't even watch that. So anyway, boners on this. What are you thinking, Larry? <laughs> oh dear. Two. TikTok. TikTok. Two. Two. You, Larry. I would give it lower, but I'm trying to remember my previous scores. And I, I can't remember if I gave one of them one. So I'd say two. <laughs> two. Oh, that's good. So you partly enjoyed it. So, Jess? I was going to give it a six. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I'd go six as well. Ewan? Yeah, I'd give it three. Um, nice. I was, I was debating, I was debating <clears throat> whether it was better or worse than um, the first Annabelle movie. And I think... I think it. I think the nun is only just better than Annabelle because Annabelle was looks like it had been almost made by students. If you know yeah. what I mean. So First at least one. this. Yeah. At least this looked like a film. Um, at least it played out like a film, albeit a terrible one. So yeah, giving it three. Brilliant. We had to do this film at some point. It's done. We don't have to revisit it's done. it. It's off the list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, our episode 99 will be... <laughs> we're doing Annabelle Comes Home next, aren't we? I think so, yeah. Isn't that so I think that Cursor Lorona, whatever it's called, I think we just give that a miss. Unless you really want to do it. No. <laughs> I want to do a film I like. <laughs> well, you'll, get, you'll get to it. In, in, in well, like episode 100... Which is going to be a surprise for everyone, but we will get to that. Yeah. Um, I, I, we haven't heard from from our Swedish chef tonight, so I'm not sure where he is. But anyway, it's Dan's hot pick. But indeed, that now, sound for that one. What, <laughs> you did. I don't know what went on earlier for you. Uh, so a while ago, a couple of months, well, three months ago, um, Dan asked for us to uh, look at hatching. Um, anyone heard of that? Oh, God, yeah. No, well, yeah. No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. From that moment that he mentioned it, I put it on order on itunes and it came through what a week or so ago so it was a 12 year old gymnast finds a strange egg when it hatches what emerges beyond belief that's the basics of it so it is a film from finland um last year i'm not sure why it take, took so long to come out it's subtitle was in foreign um and i really like this film as in i watched it twice last week so i got halfway through it and then I said to Alex, I'm really enjoying this film. It's a bit weird. Do you want to watch it? And he's like, yeah. So we, I'll start it again. Um, so it's a film about this. This uh, It starts off with a girl and her family. And they're kind of a, 
the mum likes to film everything. So uh, like a blogger, you could call it. I think that's the word for it. Um, she blogs everything and it's all this big happy family. And then one day a crow gets into the house. I can't remember if it come through the window or the chimney. Anyway, it does a lot of damage and the little girl catches the crow, gives it to her mum. Her mum kind of breaks its neck. Um, which shocked the daughter. Anyway, the daughter's a bit bit later on she's in the woods why you'd let your 12 year old out in the woods on her own i don't know but she's out in the woods and she sees this crow and it's hurt its wing or something and she smashes its head to bits but there's about 10 bangs of the rock before it dies it, it it's quite brutal and she finds an egg underneath this crow so she takes i don't know what an egg wants smashed to bits anyway but she, she's got this egg and she takes it home and this thing keeps growing and growing and what appears I'm not going to tell you because you need to watch it. Um, and I think this film is basically a story of her mum kind of wants her daughter to be something. And in the end, I think that's what she becomes. So it's that journey. I may be wrong. Have you guys oh, seen? I haven't seen it, but I've seen, you know, the trailers and I've seen info about it. Oh. It's a, it looked a bit to me. It looked sort of like a kind of sort of surreal fairy tale in in, in Australia or modern fairy um, tale. With with the egg and, and what it becomes. I think the trailer is quite misleading. Because mm. um, mm. I think we showed the trailer on the podcast uh, when we had the technical abilities to do that, Jess. Yeah, um, <laughs> but <laughs> Did they show the ending shot? Because that was something we just... I remember that. There was a shot in the trailer where it looked like it was the end scene what was what was in it do you remember okay well yeah no i do remember but well, just heads up then but like i remember obviously like that egg hatches and it's like all a like a mutant bird but then yeah yeah okay the form of, like, so the, but that bird keeps changing yeah like into a into like almost a copy or like a human form yes I didn't want to get yeah, that because it was away. in the trailer. Well, no, but it was in the trailer. It was in the trailer. So I remember, there was a okay. huge. There was a huge. Yeah. Deb- I had, there was a debate. Yeah, that, that, that's shit. Well. They should like, never. See, is... I, I couldn't remember that part. Um, mm. so I must, you know, I'm like, um, but I loved it. Spoilers for anyone listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what I got from it, I actually, actually, kind of worked out. This is listening to you so much, and Larry and you, and um, I think I worked out what the message was. Because to me, not many films have a message. It's literally stab, 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 dead, escape, <laughs> final girl, boy, whatever it is. Um, that's normally how it comes across. But it got me thinking on that one. And, and, mm. and it was good. So I'd like to, if you do get a chance to watch it, what, what your views are on it. So yeah, you enjoyed that one. Um, yeah, so it's about that time to move on to what we've been watching over the last month or so. What have you been watching? No, seriously, what have you been watching? Right. No background music. <laughs> oh, you, really didn't music. you didn't really? get any of it. What's going on? No, I know. I had, I had the what have you been watching, but it just came out as a whisper like, what have you been watching? I was just like, <laughs> <"Just wait." laughs> I swear, nothing. So I. I've watched about 30 <laughs> films, but I've got down to five, and I will tell you the five that I've watched, and that we can talk about maybe a couple of them. So I watched The Menu. Yeah, um, The Menu. 
enjoyed that. I watched. Uh, I had some, great conversations some, with you and about that while I was yeah. watching. It. Yeah, we have. We? Yeah. <laughs> some of the you might like Larry was men. Yeah, um, no, I've it, seen it twice. I've seen so it twice. That was good. Um, Barbarian, which absolutely I need to see Barbarian. Is that good? Yeah, good. Yeah, I loved it. That was on Disney, is it? Yeah, yeah. Disney Plus. Yeah, that was amazing. I watched Mr. Harrigan's phone. Yeah, that's the is that the Netflix one? Yes, yeah, Stephen that, King adaption. Is is that Ryan? Is that Ryan Murphy? It's got a lad from it in it. Yeah, the, um, the young the lad, Stan, I think. not Stan, the other one. No, the other one. Um, yeah. Oh God, what's his name? I can't remember now. Yeah. And Halloween ends. I I I never saw Halloween ends. I'm not sure if I I, I didn't mind Halloween ends. I think it might have been a bit clever for some people, Larry. Um, but like it's, <laughs> I'm I'm actually quite surprised you liked it because I I didn't it mind very... it, so I took it as what it was. Um, how he'd been living, where he was, Michael, eating. I just thought it was too complicated. I don't know where he went shopping or what whatever he was doing. Yeah, it... but like even the roundup, even the roundup of how they end this this the series, which I won't spoil, but like. I just thought it was lazy. Like the, the the first Halloween that they remade, I thought that was actually quite a good like introduction again into that world. Like let's let's tell another story. And then I think we reviewed the second Halloween on the podcast, yeah. which I just felt felt was um really odd some of the decisions they made. And then with Halloween ends, I just felt like they really wrote themselves into a corner and they were just like, This happens, this happens. And I'd like to review that. I'd like to talk about it properly because yeah, it'd be good to do. But so, men from 2022 seeking refuge and solace after a horrifying loss, traumatized Harper flees London and holds up in a secluded manor in the idyllic English countryside. Um, I'd like to talk about that one because there is some weird shit going on that I don't understand. Mm. Really great film, though. Yeah, great film. I, it, it was an interesting one when it came out because uh, a lot of people actually didn't like it. Um, so I was curious myself and I, I went to see it when it was at the cinema. And I yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very atmospheric. Um, I liked the sort of um, sort of patriarchal angle. I, I think a lot of people didn't like it because it, they, especially a lot of um, feminist critics I follow, they, that, they didn't like it because they thought it was a lot of it was quite basic um and it was made by uh, a man as well so that, okay. that, so in, the, in their mind it's kind of i don't know a, a sort of feminism 101 so to speak however I, I i actually quite liked that and i and i and i don't think it's it even though it is bait even though the, the sort of politics behind it is quite basic i think i quite enjoyed the journey which gal which garland took me on especially jesse buckley who's great in everything i mean even even if you don't like the film, you just got to admit that Jesse Buckley's performance is great. Yeah. Um, and also just the sort of, I, I, I kind of like those films, the sort of horror films set in really small rural English villages. Cause it's just, I, it reminds me of sort of, you know, the various movies that are in like set in sort of American suburbia where there's clearly something going on under the surface and there's something dark happening. And I think that's even more the case with sort of these villages. Cause I don't know. They they tend to freak me out, even though I live in like a quite a small town near a few villages. I tend to get scared when I go to a small like, like that time. <laughs> I, I know what you're gonna say. 
I was with Lawrence, um, you know, in the West Country, um, and we went to what was it Red Lynch, and it was during yeah. it was around Easter time, and it was when all the May Day summer vibes stuff was going on. It very midsummer vibes, and it just all freaked me out. I was just like, "What is yeah. going on?" And I felt like I was going to be like, I don't know, executed in some like yeah. <laughs> grotesque manner. We were walking, we were walking, weren't we, on the road, and we were talking about it like, like. Uh, uh, understandably it was like it was, i think it was quite new for you it was like oh yeah the, people do this it's just the way it is but as we're talking about how like eerie it is we walk past literally the midsummer fucking pole with people dancing around it in the actual outfit so we're just like we're gonna die aren't we really yeah because i mean there are many villages near me that that have the same things it's just i've never been to them never been to them really so it's a bit it's a weird experience but yeah that's why i quite like men i quite like the atmosphere that garland it was clearly quite an experimental thing that garland was trying because obviously garland's done many things you know very slightly you know, 20 days later he wrote that he did ex machina and annihilation these like big yeah. often quite big sci-fi things and this one just felt a bit much smaller and much more interesting I so think it was I, I love the end. I, I, I love the end. What did I miss? I love the ending. What, why were they changing? The ending. Change. Oh, why what, did changing? someone? So why did someone come out their own ass or something? <laughs> I think. Spoilers. I think was, <laughs> spoilers. Yeah, yeah. spoilers. Just in case anyone yeah, does. Right. Or hasn't you, seen no, it. maybe. Maybe I should leave it. But the, yeah. I think well, it was. Like, yeah. The, no, he's like, you go. You go. Because I was. It was shunting. You go. You Is it? Yeah, well, so to me, I mean, obviously, it's trying to sort of copy sort of Cronenbergian <laughs> horror and stuff like that. But I think it was also um, uh, thematically it works. So I think it, it it was talking about the sort of constant um, sort of cycle of birth and rebirth of sort of patriarchal structures. Yeah, that's I what think. I got from it as well. Um, so that's it's like, I oh, you know, it. like the men are sort of being born the same way and they're being brought up in the same attitudes with the same point of view. And therefore, it's a, a constant cycle through history. Um and I think that's that's what he was trying to to um, to, to put forward at Scotland. The only thing I'd add to that is that it, it's also like kind of a message of um, the ideals, especially in the film, of what men are thinking and how they react to certain things. It's almost like uh, a mirrored image of of you know like birth of that you know with with the context of like women and and how they feel in scenarios you know that you could go into it for hours of just like certain scenes but a specific one is when she's in the pub trying to talk to a police officer and the police officer's like oh has he done anything oh mm. don't worry about it then like sort of thing like just completely yeah. neglect and it's and it's that contextualization of you know what like you know as you and said the cycle of everything so it's as much as it yeah uses blokes are genuinely time. like that I think a lot of men. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, well, that's what it, get it. That's it. What that's what it gets at. We, we should probably. Yeah, well, that's that's what it gets at. We should probably specify too that um, all the men are played by the same actor. Yeah, every oh, every single they? guy in the film. Oh, yeah, yeah, every oh, single guy in the film. Oh, straight over my head. Ah, <laughs> but they've all got the same. They face. all have the same face. <laughs> no, they didn't. Not when I watched it. They had different faces. <laughs> Why have you had no I mean, clothes? They really on, did. So one looking at his face, obviously. <laughs> but when you but <laughs> but watches the film and doesn't even <laughs> but hang on when there was there's a scene right where where the they were the different people where Jesse where, where Jesse Buckley comes across a boy 
and it's 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 surreal because the boy has that's not the same boy, his older man's face. Yeah, no. weren't you? Didn't you then catch on to the no. fact that they were all the same face? Oh, you've ruined this film for me now. No, I didn't. I thought they were all different people. Did you? Well, they're all they're all different people. Like their bodies are the, technically yeah. different, but they all have the same face. Oh, I didn't see that. Ooh. Which is like kind of getting across the message. You learn of all sorts like... on this podcast. <laughs> I don't understand how you've managed to watch that film and not get. No, I didn't. <laughs> Fucking hell! Oh, you need to rewatch this film. I do. I swear. I, I you in? I like you in. This is me, right? Oh wow! So they're all the same. Yeah. So you did know they're all the same. No, I didn't. What? <laughs> I do now because you just told me. What? You okay, just, all right. Warn them out. I don't know if you're warning them out. Oh, that's fun. No, they are all the same person. Like they, they are generally they have which is the why same I'm quite faces. Baffled. I, I, right, they, they, they look like they look like different faces. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm going to try and analyze that tonight. Uh, you know, sort of psychologically. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I was looking at my phone too much. That <laughs> just every time, just phone, just quickly catch the end. Like, because oh, yeah, like, right. to me, Kev, to me, Kev, that's like uh, coming out of Jurassic Park, and and the person you went with just sick goes, "Oh, that was great with all the dinosaurs," and you just went, "What? There were dinosaurs?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a dinosaur. dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> there just people. Uh, brilliant. Oh, I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I bet. I bet there's people. Watching this now, and they didn't realize that. Was this another five pointer? Okay. <laughs> yeah, probably. It probably was because when it came out, it I was looking forward to seeing it, and uh, it came up on Prime, I think. Mm. And uh, so I got it on straight away. Um, yeah, I really didn't know that, so I, I feel disappointed in myself. I've let you guys down. <laughs> um, so it's I recommend watching it again. Watch it again. You watch it again and, and, yeah, everyone on this, anyone who listens to this podcast probably knew I wouldn't fucking have a clue anyway. So, <laughs> um, can I talk about Barbarian quick? Is that all right? Before we, yeah, yeah. I know, I know Larry's got to have his Brussels sprouts and that in a minute. So, um, so <laughs> in town for a job interview, a young woman arrives at her Airbnb rental late at night, only to find that the house has been mistakenly double booked. And living there is Pennywise the dancing clown. <laughs> so yes. that's pretty much what happens. So this lady books this B&B and there's a guy living there who happens to be the guy who plays Pennywise. Um, and why do they go exploring downstairs? I can't remember. Anyway, they come across something living underneath the Airbnb and it's a massive place, isn't it? Underground system. Um, how much can I give away? You can't really give away too much because I'd say what you've said about it is probably giving away a bit amount, too much. But... Yeah. Well, no, no. I'd say I'd say what you've said about it is exactly what the trailers give you. Okay. So the mystery of what happens, I wouldn't give any of that away. No. So I, I really enjoyed that. I'd probably give it eight. Um, same as men, I'd. Men, I'm not so sure on that. What rating the game? So I was going to give it like a seven or eight. Now I feel like I hadn't really watched it. So I'll probably give it less. But yeah, so I won't give too much away on the Barbarian, which is available on Disney. 
So I'm not going to talk about the menu. Um, we'll do that another week, and we won't talk about Halloween or Mr. Harrigan's phone. We'll do that another week. So, Jess, what have you been watching? Um, I know I've watched a lot. I can't remember half of it. Um, <laughs> but my New Year's resolution was to read. I would say read more, but mm. I don't think I've read any books in the past like 10 years. That's terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm disappointed, also, Jess, because I've read every day. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to Since... say every book. <laughs> no, not every book. Yeah, I've read I've, every book ever written. A, I've, read, I've read one book, but I've been reading every day. So, uh, but no, no, I've read, day, I've read a lot of books. But I haven't in a while. It's um, good for you. But I've, I have read one book already this year, which yep. was um, Jeanette McCurdy's "I'm Glad My Mum Died." Oh yeah, I've been curious about that. I wondered. Really, really was good. It good? Um, yeah. Yeah. If you want some insights into what it was like for her growing up, working, you know, Nickelodeon that kind of thing, and. Um, it's really, really interesting. She's um, yeah. quite detailed in a lot of things. Um, she doesn't really hide anything. She's very open. Um, but yeah, that was really, really good. And then I have started. Larry will be glad to know. Yay! I was just about to mention this. I've been seeing. I saw you one of like a couple of your posts, I... and you, you like complete well, tales of HP Lovecraft. I want that book. I read the first like two or three stories. They're quite short. Um, mm. I might read one, one of them's really long. The one that Larry likes. There's a few that so are quite I, long. At the mount, the, at the mountains of madness is yeah, quite a long. That's, one. that's almost like yeah, 150 the pages. Beast in the cave, the alchemist. That's what the thing is based off. Yeah. Um, yeah, Have you I'm read the Color Out of Space yet, Jess? Is Color Out of Space in there? Should be. Well, right? just because <laughs> that's that's a really great story as well. But it's very. It's, it's it was more of a. Yeah, it wasn't like, really. Every single, yeah, yeah. Um, I need to get that. So yeah, I'm just gonna go one by one uh, in order. Yeah, I think yeah. they're in order of what he wrote them in. Oh, that's quite cool then. Yeah, because mm. it starts that's with his first, cool. very first one. Um, and I read most of the first part of the book, which is all about him as well. Um, and then I got bored and I actually wanted to read a story, <laughs> so <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, but other than that, I have watched Wednesday, loved it. Yeah, my life. Um, it does have that kind of um it's one of those like you know, like the teen shows, it can be a bit cringe. It's mm. got a bit of that in it, which I'm like but for the most part it was I loved it. Um I love the classic Adam's family as well. So uh and then I also remember watching two recent Marvel releases. So for Love and Thunder. And the Guardians of Galaxy Christmas special. Uh, I have no words to describe either of them. <laughs> I love that Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy song at the beginning that those guys play. I thought that was so much fun. Did you remember yeah. that? It was a Christmas song. Um, and uh, I thought that was a lot of oh, fun. Yes, Guardians, yes, of the, yes. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy one was just kind of a bit of fun though. Like yeah, I, I yeah. just view that as like a quick holiday special. But yeah, I agree. Thor, the entire Thunder, time I was yeah. like, "What is happening? What am I watching? Like, what is this?" Yeah, is it really bad? It, it's just no, odd. It's... it's an odd film. Yeah, really strange. Um, but it was good. It was fun. It was like an enjoyable watch. But yeah, it doesn't take itself seriously whatsoever. It's meant to be very kind of just all humour, nothing serious. Mm. So, um, And then 
four as well was just kind of the same for me. Um, there were some serious moments in it, but I feel like it tries to be too humorous most of the time. Just it was hard to kind of connect to those serious moments. Yeah, especially when you have those two fucking goats screaming every second. The goats, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like goats. Fucking Fucking love goats. Mm. That's what I think. Um, Well, maybe maybe Lawrence should go before me just because of timing situations. Yes. He's only got three minutes. (laughs) Good luck, Larry. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, so I saw Avatar 2. That was before Christmas. Is it I good? It was good. Yeah. It was good. It, like, don't get me wrong. 3D? Like, you like that? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's shot in 3D, but also like a really high frame rate. The same as what The Hobbit came out as. Um, yeah. I. Did you did Me you find Rio. though? Did, did did you? Sorry to interrupt, but did you find? No, no, no go for it. I was going to say we should do one each. Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. But did, did you find that the frame rates often didn't match up? Same. But yeah, they changed. Yeah, that changed. really annoyed me throughout yeah, the entire it pissed, film. It, it pissed me and rear off because you would see a sequence where it would be like the last action scene in the water and all that, and you'd be like, "Whoa, this looks incredible!" Like. That this is great, and then two seconds later, it would cut to something where you'd be like, "My eyes, my <laughs> yeah, eyes, fucking yeah. hurt." <laughs> I swear, um, I read something that said that they did that on purpose or something to. They probably did. I just don't think it worked. It's it's like it's like it's like turning the motion smoothing off a 4K TV just constantly through the film. It's just because you would you would have sequences where it would like. Don't get me wrong; the film looks phenomenal and. I think that if you like Avatar 1 and you want a continuation of that, like you want the next thing, you'll be happy. But at the same time, when I was watching it, and me and Rhea both said this when we came out, we were like, I mean, this is not a spoiler because the trailers have already given all of this away, but for me and Rhea, we, we both had a bit of an issue where we were like, the film starts and it's like, whoa, we're on Pandora and everything's going great. And then humans just return and it's like yeah. oh, wait, oh let's skip a whole bunch of years and it's we'll just go like a now. montage like yeah, a half yeah, an hour yeah. montage it's so, quick. <laughs> it's so quick and it just shoves shit at you like this happens this happens and this has yeah. happened and this has happened and the humans are building this and this is what's going on now and it's like me and both of us were like that's a film in itself what why why have you skipped this now admittedly i think the ocean scenes are fantastic, and I clearly know that I think most people do that. Like James Cameron has a love for like nature and the ocean, which that shows, and that's great. Um, but yeah, like I walked out of it and went like, yeah, that was really cool. It was a nice experience. And then I just was like, but then after that, I was done with it. I didn't sit there yeah. and go, I need to see that again. I went, great, cool experience. It, yeah, for, for for me, I'm it done was, with it. <laughs> it. It wasn't so much. I, I didn't find a lot. A lot. Of, some critics found it very mind numbing, um, mind numbingly boring. Um, I didn't find it so much boring, but I did find it a bit tedious. I just. Did you find it, the second act was too like was just oh, long. so long, so long, and it's building up to this third act that just. I mean, it just feels to me that James Cameron is just is is a 
it's almost it, he's almost a director stuck in it stuck in the 80s almost and i feel yeah. like this is i feel like this movie would have worked better in the 80s but i, I feel like now, well in, obviously the technology is different but you know what i mean the story and everything is very sort of yeah. you know and you've got like the really stereotypical american military and you know i yeah. I'm, I'm i'm not one to like boost the military or, or put them in a sort of a, you know always positive light but it was just embarrassing just how like you watch it and you just see all these movies like I'm talking like we are from Kansas. We're not in Kansas anymore. Well, that, We're gonna blow there, this shit up. Yeah. There is literally a scene, and it's not again, it's not a spoiler because I again without sounding bad, if you've seen the first avatar, it's beat for beat the same. Yeah. Uh <laughs> it is beat for beat the same, just different settings. Um, you know, when you have your low points, something really drastic, you know, when the first one it was the tree falling down and Everyone's like, "Oh shit!" There's a moment very similar involving animals. Um, mm. I, I, I will say there, that there is <laughs> there is an animal scene, right, um, in which uh, one of the kids bonds with a whale or something, a, a sort of type of whale yeah. that's in the water. Sort of bonds with it, talks its language and stuff like that. And the the kid is sort of sort of saying, "You know, tell me about your your story and everything like that." And then and the whale goes. It's too painful. <laughs> and I was, yeah. I was watching it in the cinema and some guy just, just burst out laughing at that. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. Just the idea of an existential whale is See, quite... We, 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 had a, we had a completely opposite cinema. And I think me and Rhea felt really out of place because we had that reaction where we were just like, there are moments that are emotional, but there are moments that aren't. Like, there are moments that are laughable. Mm. But we had a couple behind us, an elderly couple, and there's a enemy, how I should say, because I don't want to spoil it too much. But there's an enemy who's very like a dick to nature, and you know, you know how it's going to end up. But when that scene happens, this elderly woman behind us was just there, going like, yeah, "Get him, get him, you go, whoa!" And we were just sat there like, "You're that invested in this that you you have to speak aloud." Not like quietly to like who she's with, like I mean shouting, like get him, and you're just there, like I don't give a fuck, like yeah. like it looks great, but I I am interested because I do think that it will sizzle out. I think that like this the the second one coming out, I think a lot of people went to see it because they're interested in it, like oh I want to see, but I can't see it going five without people going I'm fucking bored with this, yeah. I mean, yeah. it ends with the same fucking it's shot. Maybe five. That's the first one. It mm. ends the same shot, like identical. And I was just like, you can't do that a third time. <laughs> Fool me once. Nice. Fool yeah, me yeah. twice. Fuck you the third time. Like, you can't do that five times in a row. So, mm. uh, yeah, that was that was my first one. I'll hand it over to you and we'll just go back and forth. Yeah, sure. Um, I, um, I think my favorite film this year um so far i know it's only january but um uh babylon uh which i went to see for a second time today um it's damon chazelle's new movie so the guy did la la land and um uh, whiplash um and first man which i haven't seen but apparently it's quite good um i really love babylon it's been a very divisive film i've seen reviews that two star three star four star five star just all across the board it's a very divisive film there are people who absolutely hate it and people who absolutely love it and i'm in the latter latter camp it's basically his kind of um it's a sort of set in the 1920s so it's um during the sort of um as silent movies were crossing into talkies 
and it's about sort of behind the scenes basically but it's it's a really fun hedonistic experience because you've got all the sort of jazzy stuff that damon chazelle loves to do i mean if you just watch whiplash you can see how much chazelle loves jazz music and how much it goes to the beat and everything like that and it, that's pretty much infused in there but you've also got you know so many like it starts off like with a massive party with like um sex and um elephants like coming in and um uh, dwarves with like holding like giant penis statues and stuff like that so it's a very sort of hedonistic weird um sort of um bacchanalian experience but it's sort of um but then, it goes, but then it goes into like 20s filmmaking where it's like everything's like shot all at once and it's all in silent and it's very like meticulous and ordered but then it, it then the film turns when it goes into sound and ironically everything is um silent because they're in sound stages and they have to film on quiet sets and everything like that and i'll tell you what there's a there's a sequence in which they're trying desperately to film this shot um using the new sound and stuff and i tell you what it, it reminds me so much of uni just sort of the sort of the i mean obviously there's so much passion and creativity that goes into filmmaking but also it's such a shit show sometimes that you just it's so painful and you want to kill yourself and i think this film captures yeah. that to a t and i think a lot of people romanticize filmmaking and justifiably so and it's a wonderful medium and i love it to bits but also often people don't talk about the rough side or how horrible it can be and how weird it can be just you know the the, the various situations i experienced at uni were, were enough to you know fill a book probably but it's sort of um waiting for that book <laughs> yeah, yeah. but i think uh, that's what i really appreciate appreciated about this film and i and i wonder if like the i'm not saying this is um definite but i think i i wonder if a lot of critics who, who turned against the film sort of over romanticized movies to the extent that they don't believe that this sort of stuff happens and you know it is over the top it is an over, an over the top movie it's very sort of Baz Luhrmann in that in that in that regard but I think again it's justifiable and I think um that there's always when you really like dig into movies that you tend to have a kind of love-hate relationship at least with me I, I have a sort of love-hate relationship with movies because I love them I love what they do to me I love what they can create I love what they can you know the experience they can give me but you know remember back to how you know awful it can be behind the scenes and how sort of um especially back in that day back in the 20s where um there was no health and safety regulations and stuff like that and that can obviously be played for laughs and it's great but it's um but i think i think even though it is over the top and it's exaggerated i think it's still quite a truthful um account of what cinema is and it's also a, a very sort of deep love letter to it as well as being an orgy of lust about cinema as well so it's a really it's a really good film and i recommend it um i also just want to mention um i went to see a, a an experimental horror film yesterday at the uh, Prince Charles Cinema um, in Leicester Square, and I think it's the only venue in Britain to show this film. But it's it's been doing it's been doing quite well. It, it was uh, it's called um, Skinnamarink. Oh, um, I can't wait to see this. So it's it's a it's a film that was made on a very modest budget, so mm. fifteen thousand dollars, I think. So very low. 
um, and it's been and it's it's one of those sort of very you know brilliant success stories where you know a low budget film made for fifteen grand and it goes like global sort of thing. It's not it's not it's not taken off in the same way like Blair Witch has or anything like that, but it's kind of it's kind of done the sort of smaller circuits. And as I say, Prince Charles Cinema in Leicester Square is the only place where it showed it in cinema. It's coming to Shudder later this year. Yeah. Um, it's a very curious and interesting film. Um, I don't think all of it works. It's basically set in this. It, it's it's basically a lockdown movie in, in many respects. So it's set in this house, and um, you're not entirely sure what's going on. Everything's in the dark, basically. Um, uh, I interpret it personally as like a ghost movie, um, almost from the perspective of the ghosts. So you're sort of um, like looking at um, the sort of residents of the house. A common thing in in this film is that you don't see faces. You don't see any of the characters' faces. You barely see the characters at all, actually. And there are long stretches when nothing happens. Classic sort of experimental sort of uh, situation there. But I tell you what, it is. It's it. I it's one of those films where it's like I can tell that there is a really good director behind this, and you almost look forward to what they're going to do next. I don't think this is going to be. That this is a this is an amazing film, but there are aspects of it like really like even technically it's it's sort of it's almost like the um, it's almost I think it's a bit more profound than this, but it's almost like when he was editing it, the guy who made it, he like turned the gain up so that everything looked really scratchy and really weird, like in the dark sort of thing, and that creates an effect where it almost looks like there's like static, and you're sort of like your eyes are forming shapes within the static and the dark. And that in itself is quite frightening. And I think that's sort of technically quite good. Um, however, I don't think the story is enough to repel that. And I think it wasn't a surprise to me when I found out that this film was um, uh, sort of an extended version of a short film that he made, because um, it does feel like an extended short, because there are just long stretches where nothing happens and it's 100 minutes long. I think you could easily make it 80 minutes um, and it would have been it would have been better. But it's but it's an interesting film and I, and I, I do recommend seeing it. And I think also with that technical effect, I, I think it cap it does capture perfectly what it's like to be afraid in the dark, um, which I don't see in a lot of movies at all. Because you know when you like when you're in the dark and you're scared, your eyes are trying to adjust, and that and that in itself is quite scary. And I don't think I've seen any other horror films that have achieved it as as well as Skinnerink. And I think Skinnerink is, is is good for that. But as I say, I I, I don't think this is the film that's going to make this guy like really well known. I think his next project, whatever it will be, will be more interesting than this. Um, but I I wish him well. Um, I, I thought it was I'm really, looking forward to seeing it, uh, especially in the reviews. cinema. In the cinema, yeah. it was good. I, I recommend really? watching it in the darkest setting possible. Um, so at night, in the dark, curtains closed. Uh, it's good. Nice. I uh, I only have one more really because I did watch a lot, but my mind's blanking. Um, so I'll probably bring them up in future. Um, but the one that I want to mention uh, was The Last of Us mm. um, TV series. Yeah, TV series episode one aired and episodes two episode two is airing tomorrow. Um, well, airing tonight if you're staying up till two a.m. Um, yeah, but okay. I I really enjoyed it. I was really surprised. Um, I think the acting is solid. I think the set design is fantastic. I love how they've not just taken the game and just 
done beat for beat of the scenes. Um, anyone who's played The Last of Us knows that there are like gaps, which this series fills in really well. I only, I said this to Rhea, I only have two criticisms, which is there's an opening scene, the, the opening scene, which I know is in there for people who haven't played the game. And I feel like as much as it's there to explain what's going on, I felt for me, I was a bit like, you are literally just sat there going, this is what it is. This is how it's going to work. If this comes about, we can't, we can't do shit. And it was like, well, I would have preferred just a more cold opening of just how the game is. I say cold opening, but just a straightforward, like we're in it. Whereas that I felt and, and my, uh, another issue, but I'm, I'm, uh, this is a reserved issue because I think episode two will resolve it. But the ending, um, anyone who's played the game knows that when you find out Ellie's circumstance, um, that scene in the game is, is very prolonged. You have characters asking questions when, how long, oh, you know, it's it's been from this amount of time. And in that first episode, there's a couple of lines where it's like, oh, no, she's da-da-da. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, we just got to go. We just got to go now. Yeah. And so I'm hoping the start of the next episode really fills that gap because I understand that changes will be made, but there are elements where I'm like, please don't delete this. Yeah. from the series because these are moments that made the game so but other than that i think we both agreed in the group chat i i gave it a solid 8 out of 10 like i think i think it's always tricky with an opening uh episode but i think it did i think it did really well and i'm excited to see what they do um and obviously, it's not a spoiler if you haven't seen it, but just similar to the game, you don't have clickers in the first episode. I saw a lot of comments going, there were no clickers. And it's like, well, <laughs> game. Just wait, be no, patient. They... Yeah, it's like, you know, they... I'm sure yeah. I've No, yeah, but, but I saw a lot of comments where people were like, oh, you know, I've seen the opposites of both ends. I've seen people going 10 out of 10, uh, best game adaptation ever. And it's like, yeah, no, I would agree. This so far from a first episode, it's looking to be that. But yeah. similarly, I've seen people go, oh, shit, didn't see a clicker. <laughs> There's hardly any zombies in it. And it's like, <laughs> it's okay. funny. It, 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 it's funny because I, I, I think it was it was a great opening episode. And I think it it did surpass the, you know, the the um, the much needed threshold of being a good adaptation which obviously every video game movie sort of tries to be but it, it never is whereas yeah. this is actually a tv series in itself which i think um craig mazan and neil Druckmann strived for they strived okay this is a tv series it's not a video game this is a tv series um although i i, I it, i'm still slightly skeptical I've, again i've only seen the first episode um I, I i enjoyed it i thought it was good but i it's funny as a massive fan of the game um it's it's difficult because I think the game was created to be a game. You know, it's, it's an experiential yeah. experience. And a lot of the emotions that you have for the characters are based on the fact that you essentially walk in their shoes because you're you're playing them and you're in the game. And it brings you it brings a, a, a deeper a, a sort of a, a depth of empathy that is often not um, around for other mediums. Whereas with the TV series, yeah. it's, it's interesting because you don't have that same or exact same level of empathy. And I wonder if that's why they've um, gone as far as nine hours, nine episodes, because I think they want to try and build that. Because I think the first episode was just trying to get the 
get the main stuff out the way, get the catalyst out the way, you know, Ellie's circumstance, as you say, to try and get that like sorted and everything like that. And then we'll continue to do the sort of character building through future episodes. And I think that I, I, I am optimistic, but I, I, I do worry about whether it will be, if it, if it will match up to the original, which is not I, a good thing to, to expect, but I think it's I, um, when you're a big fan. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I completely agree. I, I had the same thing. Like, when you're watching it, you're like, yeah, this is great, but I completely agree. When, when you love, you know, I've played that game more than, I think, three times through. Um, obviously not the PlayStation 5 version. That's going to be next on my list but it's, it's also so good yeah you know you're but... used to it and you, you you sit there and you go these scenes i remember the first time playing it knowing nothing like no mm. one did you, you're just going through and you're like how is this gonna end mm. um but it's also but it's but also I, I will just uh, yeah, yeah you're gonna go, go for it go for it oh okay okay yeah but i i the, the thing is is that i it, it was interesting because the thing that i I liked the fact that they added new scenes and they built up the world a bit more. And I, I, to me, I, like, I did like the opening scene as well because that that offers some change. What I didn't much like, and this is only for people who have played the game, is that when you see um, scenes from the game, you know, translated into scenes on the TV screen, and they're not as good as the uh, or, or as well done as the one in, yeah, as uh, the as game. One in the game. That's the thing that I I struggled with, but I think since they've moved away from the main bit they'll they'll sort of come into their own sort of thing i i i do want i do wonder how faithful they'll be i'm kind of hoping they're not that faithful or at least not very faithful because i think the whole point of a tv series or another adaptation is to have something have something new i know they're going to you know cover the same beats and whatever but i think if they achieve something different i think they'll be more interesting to me rather than being like really comparative about it and a prime example, I mean, to anyone who's played the game is in when you play the game, and obviously, as you said, you're playing it as Joel, um, you know, for for the majority, I'd say, because obviously there are moments where, but there's like this whole story beat, which I really liked about the series, because in, in the game, and it's not a spoiler because it's so early on, but, you know, you're trying to get to this guy, Robert, who's fucked you over with something and you know, you're playing it, so it wants you to go through levels of, you've got mm. guys to take out, and I really liked how they handled that, because they yeah. were like, you cannot physically do that in a series, yeah, so we yeah, have exactly. to go yeah. around it, but it still gave you the story beats of, oh, okay, but um, no, I was just going to end it with, I actually had a complaint from Rhea, which oh, yeah. <laughs> is my fault, but she uh, she watched it as well, we watched it on different days, and I obviously, I, I love The Last of Us, so I've showed her like the opening scene from the game mm-hmm. and i just had this clip of the clip i just had this um uh sentence from her like no i really liked it it's just a shame on you how it fucking opened and i was like oh i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> i was like i'm so sorry <laughs> she was like yeah don't show me more <laughs> no yeah but it was hilarious because obviously i can't i'm not going to say i'm in here just in case anyone who's listening or anyone in here has not played the full game but it was just hilarious because there's like another moment where she's like oh that character is that the character where this happens i was like how do you know that and she's like because she fucking showed me <laughs> i'm like oh no i'm so sorry <laughs> but i haven't spoiled the end i know that for a fact so so do you think they good. keep to that ending of the game i think so i pray they do 
I mean, it's already been hinted at in the trailer. It's incredible, the, the end. It's like, get that actually on screen. Well, yeah. is it Neil? I always get his last name, Druckmann. Yeah, yeah Neil. Well, he, he's basically come out and said, like, he has no in, um, intentions of doing spin off series or changing the plot. Yeah. Um, so it could be which leads seasons. to a lot. Well, no, but this is what leads to speculation of, like, people myself included think that they'll do season one they'll start production on season two but then while they're doing that a third game will be released so yeah, there's three maybe. seasons yeah, complete yeah, yeah. but i'm hoping not because i know a lot of people i think we've discussed this before a lot of people have backlash against the second uh part and i think that a lot of it is well the game, admittedly, the game. i can understand yeah the game uh, a lot I'm, of people I, I cannot 10 percent into that i'm on a huge amount well yeah well no i won't spoil anything at all but all i was all i say is is that i thought there's a lot of and i know me and ewan have discussed this quite a bit but a lot of the backlash seemed to be like people just a bit butthurt that they didn't get the last of us part one again yeah and i for me personally i thought it was a great story which is what you have to have but and, you know i think a lot know, of people it's, were it's, disappointed i was playing yeah. a different character when i was been playing yeah. recently yeah well i think that's the and you know it's, it's nothing to say you know if you, if you didn't like the game you didn't like the game it's not it's, it's not anything wrong with that but it's it, yeah, it's th- not crime it's, obviously yeah th- there's i don't know there's this there's this kind of weird attitude of people holding the first game in such regard that any yeah. change is quite difficult and i i liked the the differences in part two and i thought it was very innovative how they tackled the story and just it's evidence to show that video games are a valid storytelling medium um and it's one that often people don't don't realize that you know i know a lot of people who wouldn't understand what i just said that video games could tell stories such an emotional thing and some people might even laugh at that but i think last was part two and and the first one and you know I'm going to say against the Death Stranding, I think also, but I think it shows how you know storytelling can be multiversal in in, in a weird way, and I think video and I think Last of Us and Last of Us Two are a key to that, which is why a TV series. As much as I like the first episode, I'm still I'm still skeptical because I, it's, yeah, it's, no, I I will hold all of my review like completely until I see that last episode and I can look at it as a whole thing, but as a first episode. It's a great start. I know that there's been reviewed like Empire, for instance. I know Empire um, reviewed the whole season. Like they got the whole season, and they gave it five out of five, and they were like, "Oh, it's it's so good." But okay. I think, like you said, you you can't off the first episode. I'm like, yeah, I really want to see the next episode, especially the way it ends. Which mm. again, if you've played the game, you know what's coming next. So it's like, oh, great, but. Yeah, I'll rev- I'll say for now, first episode out of ten, but I'll review it as a whole series when it's all mm. finished and see see what it turns out to be. Excellent. So is that it? So, so many thanks everyone for sticking with us, and we had a bit of a break, and it's always good to kind of have a break sometimes. Um, podcast is three years old this year, um, which is crazy when I think about it. Um, so next week. We will be back with episode 99, which is Annabelle Comes Home. Is that right? Yep. Is it Comes Home? Yeah. Yep. Um, I think that will be a little better than The Nun. 
I'm pretty sure. I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, there's no Dan's hot pick at the moment, so I might just pick something for him. Um, see what I can find and watch for that. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's the Bones Horror Pod. Instagram, Bones Horror Pod. Um, yeah, if you want to email us, even boneshorrorpod at gmail.com. So we'll be back next week. And uh, thank you ever so much for listening, staying with us. And I'm pretty sure we're all back next week. Yeah, hopefully. It should be. should be. Be nice to keep it going for that episode 100, which I think will be quite exciting. Mm. Um, so see you all next week then, guys. Thank okay. you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.